In this episode of Man vs. Marriage, is your sex life normal? The podcast. How good do you want your life to be? It's really about becoming the best version of yourself that's possible. This is Man vs. Marriage. The podcast. Welcome back to another episode of Man vs. Marriage. It is I, your humble servant, the Q-Dog, for yet again another episode. I am in the studio with my lovely wife, Jeannie. Hi, baby. Hey, baby. Okay, well, today, as we've already predisposed, we are going to ask the question, is your sex life normal? What do you say to that? Normal is overrated. No such thing. What the heck is normal anyway? That's the point. Yeah. There is no normal when it comes to sex, so to speak. I mean, I guess there are some... I bet there's some people who could prove us wrong. Um... So don't send any pictures or anything to the email address. No, no, no. But I guess in the context we are looking, or not I guess, the context we're looking in is there's no real normal baseline when it comes to your sex life because that's something that you and your wife should determine what is normal. It's based on what's normal for you. Right. Not Because what's good for you may not be good for me. You know, Quincy and I have our own set of rules and what, what we can and cannot do and what we do and don't do. And we've got friends that got a whole other list of things that they do and don't do. And it's not new. This is not our area. Yeah. And I don't even know what those are. And I don't want to know what no, those are. No, you don't. Are. And I won't tell you because Jill would be really, really mad at me. So, no. Okay. Well, you keep Jill's business to Jill. Exactly. And- I told you, women talk. Y'all think I'm playing. (laughs) Well, you can continue to to bring me up to speed in baby steps, I guess. (laughs) Because we have stretched what was normal to me and what's normal to you. We've we've stretched that, actually. So our normal is evolving. What do you think about that terminology? That works. Our normal is evolving. So help us get way down deep into this one so i guess where we could start would be um we're kind of laying these these episodes as groundwork before you have your full-on conversation of expectations and needs so to help you with that yet again we're going to talk about um how some people view normal versus taboo and what i mean by that is um a lot of times conversations are hindered by is that normal to have these desires is it normal like i'll give you a one of the things that always makes me laugh is when when the women and i are talking and we'll hear someone said or someone told my husband that women peak at their sexual peak at like 35 and i'm over here thinking mm, no no i hit mine way before that I hit the craving status way before that. I, w- I think, yeah, you and I started actually getting into conversation and started um, trying things. San Diego was our turning point, and 
I could honestly say my sexual appetite has been way more since that trip. And that's been 10, 12 years. At least. Somewhere around there. Yeah, probably 12 years ago. Yeah. So, and um, I'm 43, so it didn't happen at 35, I'm just saying. But there are a lot of um, conversations that that I have found where people are um, shy about what to talk about or how to talk about. And I think some of it is just trying to get people to wrap your mind around the fact that one size doesn't fit all in sex. That's not how this works. I mean, there's a Karma Sutra book for a reason. Bodies can be moved many different ways. Are all those ways going to work for everybody? No. We can tell you from personal experience, when you have a big guy, and by big I mean 300 plus pounds, and a little girl who's 120 You've got to figure some things out. Yep. Because. Yeah, like mainly, where's the penis? <laughs> <laughs> You're such a dork. <laughs> it wasn't a problem of finding it. It was a problem about figuring how to get all of it to go where it needed to go. Yes. And how? Because I wasn't very, I wasn't super flexible. And, well, neither was I. But it's still, that's not normal for everybody because not everybody has a big husband and a small wife. Yeah. You know, you have to find what works for you. But in order to do that, you have to be willing to talk about it. And so, um, you know, looking at being open-minded, bringing things up with each other, talking about different things. How do you get to a place where things go from what you consider normal to better or what Mm -hmm. you consider good to better? Um, You know, the chances are if... If you're not talking about things because you're worried that you might be overstepping a boundary or you might be stepping into the taboo, we've already discussed this. But if you're holding back on those things, you're not going to know if it's normal for you. Right. And chances are, if you're thinking about something, Quincy and I are having these conversations in between episodes. If you're thinking about something, she's probably thinking about it too. You just never had the conversation to go... You know, I'm thinking we should do this. Mm-hmm. Now, he's over here asking me questions because of conversations I'm telling him I'm having in um, these little women's groups that I have. And it's like, well, you never told me that. Oh, well, I guess I never told you that. I'm telling <laughs> you now. <laughs> but it it made me feel better knowing that there were other women who have these conversations. And it's like, okay, cool. So I'm not the only person who's wondering, is this is this legit? This is okay? Like, this is not going to freak him out? Yeah, it's a, it's the very foundation of this podcast to say we all go through stuff. We as guys, we go through stuff. Women go through stuff. Marriages go through stuff. And if a couple like you and I can go through this stuff and come out better on the other side. No pun intended. In, hey, <laughs> intend the pun. If we can do that, then other people, if they're committed, other people can make whatever they have better as well because we do have the odds stacked against us and we're able to come through that we were able to make our way through that and create something and i said something you know to you that before the microphone was live which is our normal evolves true whether it's with autism parenting in general sex communication what's normal for us evolves because 
the way we have sex now is not even close to what was normal for us 20 years ago. True. And if you're stuck in the idea of normal and your normal has become routine, then you definitely need to go through these episodes and start checking some things out because you're, if you're holding yourself to that, just to what you know as being your normal, yeah, and you're not expanding or learning or growing, th- this is where I feel marriages end up with a his and her bedroom later on in life, or you know, two people that are basically living in a house together because your connection, if you're not doing something different, you're not learning, you're not progressing then what do you have? Your intimacy doesn't change. Yeah. Your communication doesn't change. You're not getting better. You're staying stagnant. And I don't, I just don't know if the his and her bedroom thing is healthy for a marriage. I just know for us, we remain in the same room. And that's, that's the way our marriage is I get cuddles at bedtime every night. It's, it's a rule. It is a rule. Uh, You know, and I think. (laughs) You can't sleep in another room. You have to sleep with me. (laughs) It's a. It's imperative and it's just blaringly and blatantly obvious that we have got to break. It's time we break the silence with sex in our marriage. We have got to break the silence. No more of this idea that sex is taboo. Now, I'm sure there's some qualifiers there. If there's any history at all of sexual abuse... I I can't speak on that. I can't speak on that in my relationship um, because I don't have the experience or the authority there. Otherwise, um, the silence has got to stop. We have to. And I refrain, like Jeannie tried to correct herself an episode ago and saying, you need to, you need to, you need to. Well, I'm here to tell you, I'm going to, I'm going to break my own philosophy, break my own rules right now and say, you need to stop being silent about sex in your life or you are not going to grow to the level um, that you have the potential to grow. I think of it this way, and this is how I did this coming into this series. I'm always looking for things to learn. I like to learn. It's just one of my quirks, I guess. And I love to read. Quincy likes to listen to stuff. I like to read stuff. And um, it started when I went to buy a book for my niece, and um, I bought She Comes First, and yeah, originally it started out as a joke for my soon to be, um, well, my nephew, I guess I was trying to mess with his head that you better make sure she gets off before you do. Right. It was, it was cause I bought her some other stuff. It went with it. Anyway, I started skimming the book. I started learning about my own body and things that my body is created to do and thought I didn't know that. Like I, I had no clue that that's what that was for or what that did. Mm-hmm. And no, I'm not saying I don't, I'm, I'm not saying I don't know how the parts connect. I'm saying there are a lot more things to the vagina than just the clit and pushing a button. There's way more to it. Yeah. But, um, it intrigued me. So I had the book shipped home. So when we got here, I could read it. The back half of the book has nothing to do with me. That is a how to do it better. I don't need to know how to do it better. I'm not playing with one. You are. This is not my area of expertise. I'm in on that. So, but it took me telling him, I'm getting this. This is why. And then I started reading through it and 
I'm kind of nerdy when I learn something new. I get excited and I have to tell him about it. It's like, oh my gosh, did you know there's 18 parts of the clitoris? He's like, wait, what? (laughs) I didn't know either. And this is connected to this. And this is why this is this. And this is why this does that. And Quincy's going, um, I said, you you should listen to this book on Audible. So he did. I started it. Um, well, yeah, it's kind of hard to do when you're driving because that could put you in a whole other mindset that you don't need to be in when you're driving a car. You can only listen to the book on the way home, <laughs> not on the way to work. <laughs> yeah, that could be a problem. But the point is we took the time to learn something new together. Now that we're learning it, there's techniques that we've never considered or haven't tried. There's other ways to do things than normal. Yeah, I was probably open to the book just because of the title because as you know if you've listened to this podcast or any of our our stuff on sex i live by the philosophy that she goes first um that is just the way that's the way i live my sex life because i want my wife to be pleased and when we learned i don't know what point we learned that an orgasm helps with you know mitigating stress or it's a stress release that was all the more reason to assist you in achieving those orgasms so i'm i'm very big on she comes first and i'm reading or listening to the book now i i will i'll probably have to get the paperback copy if he has diagrams in there because i'm i'm just telling you I'm pretty good, but I want to get a lot better. And that is one of the places that I'm going to do that with. But had we not had the ability to discuss these things, this is an area that, you know, we we may not have discussed this book. It just might have been a funny prank gift and away we go. Whereas this could improve our connection. Well, what was interesting to me was... And I didn't realize it until I started getting books for this particular series. Um, And no, it's not because I'm just reading information to spit it out at you. It's because this area of our life really, really intrigues me because we are getting ready to be an empty nest. Outside of autism, most of our kids are going to be moving on. And this is something that I want to make sure we continue to grow in over the years because I don't want to be like other people and say, okay, we're 55 and 60 and we're not having sex anymore. I'm going to fight my damnedest to not let that happen because that is a huge part of our intimacy and our connection. And we need it. It's both of our, one of our top languages for love language that we have to physical touch. yeah. Yeah. Physical touch and connection is huge for us. So, but I, when I first started getting stuff, I was like, I don't want to go buy this in the bookstore. Like, I bought it for my niece because it was a bridal gift. But buying stuff for myself was like, thank you, Amazon, for the brown box. Let me tell you. I can't believe that, you know, you're... We have kids. We do, My but... My thought process was taking this home and having the bag there. And our kids, I don't know if your kids are like this. Our kids are nosy. What's in the bag? What you got? And they'll come grab your bag, and they want to look at stuff. And if they saw the stuff that I bought my niece, my niece would probably have been mortified. If they saw the stuff I bought for myself... I would have scarred them for life, but it's okay that we do that. I guess what I'm trying to say is if, if you're kind of freaked out about checking stuff out or, 
you know, learning something new or if maybe she might even be like, I would really love to learn how to do this better or I would really love to learn different positions and they're, you're just freaked out about going in and finding out. Amazon, dude, buy it online and have it shipped. Most of the stores that you can get this stuff from, brown box it. There's no label. It just has your name. So there's ways around the uncomfortable side of it. Mm-hmm. But I think for me, it was simply, I want to know as much as I can know. I want to learn as much as we can learn. And I'm not even lying. When we, some of the stuff that we learn or we listen to, both of us turn all kinds of red. And it's like, oh my gosh, I cannot believe this person just said that out loud. And they're like freaking happy about it. Well, (laughs) one of my, I was really, this is dumb to say, but I was super worried that we, we decided to watch a Kim and Monty video mm-hmm. that it was going to actually be naked people getting oh, yeah. on. Oh, no, no, no. <clears throat> she doesn't show the naked people, but she does show you like toy application and things like that using fruit. I'm just yeah, going to throw that using, out there. She uses fruit. But it's still, it, it's awkward sometimes if you're not, if you don't have an open communication about it and you don't know how to approach it. So, but it, to me... That part is normal. Guys, how would you like the opportunity to have a Zoom meeting with me, the Q-Dog, and my wife, Jeannie? That's right. A 30-minute Zoom meeting you can have if you go over to manversusmarriagepodcast.com, become a subscriber. That will enter your name in for a chance to win this exciting contest. Now listen, if you got a homeboy who listens, or maybe he doesn't listen, send him over to manversusmarriagepodcast.com, have him become a subscriber, and that will enter him to win. Then he sends me an email at coach at manversusmarriagepodcast.com, and guess what? That will enter you another time. There is no limit to how many times you can be entered, so go there now to manversusmarriagepodcast.com, become a subscriber. Have your friends do the same and alert me via email and you could win the MVSM meet and greet via Zoom with Quincy and Jeannie from Man Vs. Marriage, the podcast. That's right. I'll see you there. Go get it done. Don't be a slacker. Get to work. Q-Dog is out. Well, you know what's interesting to me just sitting here thinking about this in the moment? We live in the Western culture in America, obviously. But we have people listening to this podcast in completely different cultures, like over in Africa, um, India, in those places. And I'm I'm curious to know what is their culture when it comes... Is their culture more open? I mean, I know those European countries are more open to nudity than America. You know what I'm saying? There's just, there's a difference. So you might be able to educate us a little bit um, when it comes, whatever country you live in, those, I I would, I don't know if Australia may be like the same as us or the UK, but people, maybe the people in Russia, um, India, Ireland, Scotland, um, Nigeria, just to name a few of those other countries, maybe their culture is different than ours. 
and there's maybe it is more open. I don't know. You'll have to let me know. But I'll tell you this. Sex is something that we thoroughly enjoy having with each other. And it hasn't always been that way. No, it hasn't. We're fortunate because it's not like we started off having a lot of sex and it dwindled. We started off having sex and then things just got weird. Then we had kids. And by weird, I mean our sexual communication was just not great. Yeah. We had kids, then autism showed up. And so there were some pretty difficult times in our sex life. But now we enjoy each other. And when we go away to trips, we enjoy each other. So learn. It's like Jeannie said, she's not just reading this to pass information along. She reads this. She consumes it. We try a lot of it. We, you know, we get our own little bit of experience with it, and then we bring these things to you in the podcast. And generally, if there's something that we haven't experienced, we'll kind of throw that out to say, hey, we don't know about this yet. We're still learning about it. But that's just some food for thought for you that, you know, we're using ourselves as the example here. So what I'm getting at is if if you're trying to maybe change things up in the bedroom or you guys are trying or maybe you're noticing that things are just kind of mundane or um, it's it's not as passionate as you want it to be or maybe you want to try being a little more spontaneous and doing things a little bit differently whatever the case may be you know there could be things that apparently don't feel good to her and you want to figure out how to fix that or maybe it's something that you don't like and you need to find something else to replace it with I don't know the scenarios what I do know is there is a lot of stuff out there to help you and to help her get past those things. So what I did was I kind of compiled some things that, that we use. Um, we've recently started using the in, Intimately Us app. Yeah. And um, I don't use all aspects of it because there are some places that I don't think fit well, us. We're, we're just getting but, started. Um there are a lot of things in there that they have games you can play, um, you know, different things that you can bring into the bedroom to kind of make it more funny or, you know, have a relaxing night. There's different intimacy challenges that they send you every day. It's a good thing to check out. Um, download the app, check it out, go through it. You can sync to your wife. So the two of you get notifications. If somebody does something, then the other one knows about it. And it's privately between the two of you. Um, I put something on there the other day because it was like fill out something that, that you love about your husband. So I put something in there and it notified him that I had put something in there. Did it, noti- did it notify it, you? It did. I got okay. it. Um, we also, we use um, Tony and Alyssa a lot. One Extraordinary Marriage. Yep. We we go to their, I don't listen to podcasts very much, but I do have lots of their books. We have been to their um couple seminar hopefully if things start going back around and and opening up regularly Quincy and I will be going to one or two more of those for various people um and like I said we just want to learn I want to know if there's a way to make this better or bring more to it I want to do that because it means we're experiencing something together Quincy and I feed off of experiences whether it's going to a hockey game going out of town somewhere we've never been, trying something new in bed, 
trying a new restaurant we've never tried. We feed off of experiencing things together. Yeah. So um, I would suggest going through, there are podcasts, there are blogs, there are numerous books. Um, there are a lot of other, I don't want to call them therapists because a lot of them are just coaching you like we are through our own experiences. But there are so many avenues to go through Adult stores are a good place. I know they're kind of weird for some people, but I'm telling you, it's a good place to start. Go together. Walk in together and look. I'm telling you, I went in with my sister and we both laughed because we both looked at the wall and I saw her face and she saw mine and we're like, yeah, okay. You thought the same thing I did. That looks interesting. (laughs) Imagine doing that with your spouse. What, what happens when you and I go somewhere and I like, I can totally use going to a Kings game and walking in in my face when I saw the Jersey, what, what does it do to you to see how elated I get about something or excited I get about something? Well, I mean, it, it excites me and in this, I'm going to get a whole lot more pleasure of if we go to one of these stores, I guess. Yeah, I'll get it's a you whole on lot my more. back instead of the goalie. I understand. <laughs> I'll get a whole lot more pleasure out of this scenario and, you know, instead of you getting, just getting the Jersey, but you know, you got you have to determine, you know, the boundaries for your own relationship. And if she saw some things there that she would be interested or want to show me, be open to go. You know, it, I may get in there and be like, oh, I don't know if I can come back to this, but I'll be open to try that uh, to go in there with you to look at that. The, po- the, the, the point is, it's that's the normal part. What's normal for you? There are um, people who would say masturbation is wrong or it's not normal when you're married. You shouldn't have to do those things. But yet Tony and Alyssa have a whole episode and um, material on why masturbating with your spouse Mm -hmm. is a good thing. And some people think it's not normal. But then again, you're showing them how you like to be pleasured. How is that not normal? If you don't show or tell... How do they know? I mean, you're flying blind. I'm not saying you guys don't know how to do this. Obviously, if you've been married for a while, you've been having sex for a while. But That's not necessarily true. I would hope. Oh, but. Lord, I hope so. If you're not, I'm really sorry. That was a really crappy thing to say, but I hope you are. Yeah. If not, go back and listen to the other episodes and let us help you because you need to be. But the point is, it's trying to find your normal with your spouse. What is it that you want to learn about what is it you want to experience what is it that pleases you what pleases her what changes need to be made you know uh, for us i am not as free at home as i am on a getaway and if we need to have time to just be us and no holds barred then we make plans to go somewhere Mm -hmm. you know it doesn't mean that we don't enjoy the same stuff at home it's just not the same degree you don't have the same level of freedom because aside from one experience of some freaking douchebag coming to knock on the door at one o'clock in the morning, usually you're not bothered. You know, you're you are not... never going to let that go. No. How could I? <laughs> Those punks. But the thing is, is that when we get out of here, we know it's about us. Yes. And there's no, we don't have to worry about you know, one of the kids banging on the door or 
Kirsten or Hunter getting loose with anybody because we're away and we get time to just focus on our relationship, our sex life and um, each other. We get to sit around in our underwear and watch TV and don't have to care who's in the room. That's probably one of the most awesome parts. Hey, there's been a couple of times where we've sit, sat naked together, and that's pretty we've awesome. Had, we've actually had arguments and, and hard talks sitting naked in a hotel. I mean, why not? We're there. It's got to be done anyway. You're fun to look at, baby. I'll take it. Well, it might make the conversation not not as hard. Well. Pun intended. <laughs> yeah, I saw I saw the face. I saw the face. So hopefully this kind of went into a ramble more than anything instead of the, the full direction I wanted to go. But um, hopefully you guys kind of get the idea. There's a lot of different avenues that you can go to find things, to spice things up, to learn new tricks, to, um, you know, learn about your body. You would be shocked. It's a crap I didn't know about my own body. And once I figured it out, it's like, no wonder I like that. Yeah. Well, Duh. It's <laughs> we'll a, get into that later. But it's it's just when you figure out the benefits, both mentally and physically, and how everything is connected and why sex is such a huge part of our life, totally changed my mindset on how we do things and why we do things. Because now I'm looking for if this increases longevity of life, if this mm-hmm. decreases... I'm an anxiety person. I get really bad anxiety. Orgasms relieves that. And he doesn't always have to be present for that. I did not think that way before. (laughs) It was always a a, a stigma for me. But now that I know how to do that without getting lost in, you know, fantasizing about something I'm not supposed to or what have you, I know how to fix that problem. And it's like, okay, and I can go right back to my day, and I'm fine. It sounds weird. Trust me. To me, it sounded weird. I fought myself on this for a while. I didn't even tell him until two days ago. Mm -hmm. So that just tells you we're still working through this stuff, too. You're not the only ones. We're all going through it. But it's still a matter of understanding it's not just the sexual physical connection with your spouse there's so much more that your sex life brings about for you and for your spouse it makes me want to do as much as i possibly can so that we can maximize our quality of life and the quality of our marriage i mean i just look at it as you know whether it's a, a back rub or cooking something special for you or whatever it is i'm I'm constantly looking to get a little bit better and, and enhance my skills um, because I, I just want to be better. And I, I have to believe that the guys and the gals that listen to this podcast are here for a reason, and that is the reason. And I don't want the, an episode like this to be in vain because I think it's very important for us to get down to the bottom of what we want our normal to be. We are all about creating the experience and creating what is normal for you, creating whatever the standard is for your sex life or your career um, or your family dynamics. Create those things that you want so that you can have the absolute best opportunity to have a fantastic marriage or better. 
Was there, you said it kind of, we kind of rambled on a bit. It didn't go the direction you wanted it to. Is there anything else or anything that was left unsaid before we cut this episode short? Um, no, you just remember that sex is not a one size fits all. You're going to have to figure out what works for the two of you. Um, in order to do that, you're going to have to experiment. You're going to have to talk. You're mm-hmm. going to have to find other avenues and, um, you know, learn together. Even if, I'll be honest, if I learn something, I don't always tell him. Sometimes I show him. Mm-hmm. Now, there still has to be a little bit of a conversation because I'm not going to spring something on you, but I will make a comment and say, can I try something? You know, as long as it's not blindsiding each other with something that's going to scare the hell out of you, I think you're cool there. But it just does something for us to know you're investing time to learn something or to try something or to find something that invests in me yeah you know it's if if we're taking the time to do these things and we're putting in the effort it tells for for me this is me i i can't speak for your wife i can tell you how i feel if quincy's purposely learning about something or trying to get better at something or bring something into the bedroom whether it's it's sex or it's um he bought me a massager for my birthday it's not a sex toy it's a massager i go to the chiropractor on a regular basis but he bought a massager so he could give me better back massages Mm -hmm. instead of having to go to the chiropractor to do it those things for me just reiterate how important i am to you Mm -hmm. they reiterate to me that you're putting thought into doing something that would be meaningful and pleasurable for me. Mm-hmm. And it's not done out of the um, thought that you're going to get something out of this or that I'm going to do something to reciprocate. It's simply how you feel about me. That is a big deal coming from the, the woman side of things to know that you're investing your time and your energy into making me feel special. Mm-hmm. Or making it, making sure that I'm enjoying something. You know, we joke about she comes first. It's not a joke. It's for us, I have to go there. I have to be able to get my head wrapped around what we're doing. And it's not because I'm not into sex. It's because we have a lot going on all the time. And it is really hard sometimes to wrap around letting go and not thinking and just feeling and letting us connect. That to me is one of the um, big parts of our sex life. Is you're taking time away from getting to the end point. To make sure that I'm on the same ride with you. And that I am all the way there. Yeah. It's a big deal. Not everybody thinks that way. And I don't think every woman feels that way. But for me. It's a big deal. Good job buddy. Thank you, baby. I appreciate you sharing that with me. And, you know, like Jeannie's talking about, we're taking the time to invest in you and your relationship. So I don't want this just to be good information. I want this information to matter and to make a difference in your relationship. And that can't happen unless you're willing to make the moves, bro. So you got to get out there and make the moves. If 
you're nervous or afraid you'll be rejected or whatever it is, have the conversation with your wife. Look, Jeannie and I can have these conversations because we've taken the time to create this type of relationship where we can talk about things. We had Rita ask questions. Have you ever had someone sit in front of you and when you're saying, um, well, I don't know, I'm just, I just don't feel that sexual connection. What does that look like? Dude, you want to have a moment. You're like, what the, what does that look like? I have no idea. I don't know what my face looks like. You know what my face looks like. I don't know what my face looks like. What does that look like? It, trust me, it's, it took us, it took us some hard conversations to get to where we are now. Right, but, and, and that just reiterates, we have developed on purpose. And that allows us to be vulnerable with each other. So if you're anything like me, you probably have the tendency just to go all in and, you know, yeah, go all in, <laughs> go balls deep, <clears throat> uh, just, you know, go all the way with it. And that may not work with this particular category. So you and your wife will need to discuss these parameters so that you guys can develop this part of your relationship. And I'm telling you, from experience, it has made our relationship that much better. Now, this particular playbook is going to take both players. You can't just go at it and one-sided. This is something that has to be, um, it's, it's going to have to be some awkward conversations, some serious conversations. Um, we'll, we'll help you with some of the things that we've done as we go through the series, but it's, it's definitely not something that you can just jump into on your own. This is a, a complete and total um, team effort with both parties. Yep. And it is imperative that you freaking get to work on it. And I don't want no excuses. It's time to get to work. And the only way you can do that is by making the move. Kevish, anything else, love? No, baby. We're good. Okay. We good. We are good. <laughs> We is good. That's one thing that we suck at is talking dirty to each other. Yeah, I'm not there yet. Well, that's not true. I well, that's the one place that I can say cuss words and you don't get bothered by it, but No, it turns me on. <laughs> All right. That's Jeannie Moran. I am Quincy Moran, and this is Man versus Marriage. The podcast. How good do you want your life to be? You gotta live on purpose for a purpose. It's truly about becoming the best version of yourself. It's possible. This is Man vs. Mary, the podcast.